0: It's February 10th, 2021. Welcome to the new reality edition of Bite Marks Cafe, where we've served you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. First up, uh, we'll have Julio Rodriguez from the Language Flagship Technology Innovation Center. And he's here to tell us about a technology competition called Launchpad. And then we'll be joined by Tony Marie Cowie. She's a STEM ambas- ambassador for CompU Girls. And, of course, uh, we've got Jill Takuta from Cyber Hawaii. And we're going to be talking about getting high school girls interested in STEM, computer science, and cybersecurity. But first up, right now, I want to welcome Julio Rodriguez. Of course, uh, he's from the, as I mentioned, Language Flagship Technology Innovation Center. And they got a program called Launchpad. It's actually the fourth year. But uh, I want to welcome Julio to Bite Marks Cafe.
1: Thank you. Happy to be here.
0: Now, Julio, this is a uh, an interesting program, and and uh, it's been four years in the running. Uh, this is the first time uh, you folks have have uh, brought it to my attention, and I, I I got a chance to check out some of the applications that are going to be presented. This is kind of like a demo day, right? For for uh, these five applications that uh, are getting presented.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly the idea. So basically, it's. It's a competition, and so we invite companies. It's an international competition. We have companies from a couple of different countries this year, and uh, they're all companies that focus on the development of language technology products. Um, So the point of this is to um, get these companies a little bit more acquainted with the field and the research that is going on in the field, and uh, this is an opportunity for them to do that in a fun way. Uh, Because really what, what happens is, um, they pitch their products during the show, um, and they, they have only about five minutes to do so. Um, and then there is uh, questions from the judges. Uh, we have a really nice group of judges this year. And then there is also questions from the public. So uh, during the event, what happens is the public gets to see uh, the pitch, and then they get to ask questions um, about uh, you know pretty much anything they want to ask. Um, so it's it, it's quite a, a fast-paced uh, sort of show. And um, at the end, uh, there are two winners. Uh, one of them is what we call the Launchpad winner, and the one is um, the uh, People's Choice Award. So the audience actually gets the chance to um, vote for the company that they thought uh, had the best uh, offer.
0: So, so very exciting. So, Julio, uh, I, I, you've... Uh You've uh, enlightened me a bit now that uh, you've mentioned that these companies, they're actually startup companies that are coming from uh, wherever you've, you've selected them from. So they're not, they're not University of Hawaii students. They're actually companies that are in play. And, and my question is, how did, you, how did you find these? What was the selection process? Oh, that's a very
1: secret. <laughs> oh, okay, okay.
0: Just
1: kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. No, we, we actually uh, have a very open call. Uh, and there is press releases. So in most cases, they find us. Um, We also try to see if, uh, you know, there's a lot of social networking going on with this. Mm -hmm. So usually I find about them through, you know, Facebook or LinkedIn and mainly through the community, through uh, the community of language educators who sometimes they think, you know, this is an interesting product. And then we find out that there's a startup. Uh So if that's the case, we invite them and Uh, Usually, we have a healthy number um, of of startups, and we do an internal selection first. um, And then the five that um, kind of bubble up to the surface are the ones that compete. So these are finalists, the people who are going to be in the next launch pad on February 20th.
0: Now, Julio, when you you have this event in the prior, uh, I guess, three years— were they all coming to Hawaii to actually do their, you know, like their demo day presentations or uh, was it always a, a virtual kind of event?
1: Oh, well, that's a great question. Because uh, we started uh, with a, a national um, organization, it's called actful uh, which is the main organization for language teachers in the U.S. Uh, and at the beginning it was a um, collaboration with them, but uh, because of the pandemic, Uh, we decided to do it online. And uh, the actual conference, which is usually the venue where the event happens, um, was also online, but this time was very, very reduced. So we decided to do the whole thing online, which is actually better for all of us Mm -hmm. uh, because that way, um, you know, the entrepreneurs don't really have to travel to where the conference is. Uh, And the other perk, I guess, is that uh, for, you know, venture capitals or for you know people who want to invest, uh, they can actually watch this online instead of having to go to the event to see them. Uh, so this year is a little bit different. It's not the typical launch bug. It's online, and it's open to a much wider public.
0: Yeah, that's great. So uh, before we, we let you go, why don't you uh, mention the five names, the five startup companies, and then also... Give us the uh, link to where people can sign up and and, uh, join this uh, virtual demo day.
1: Yeah, I'll start with the link. The link is super easy. I would just Google flagship tech center, and you're going to find Launchpad there. It's super easy. Uh, Otherwise, Launchpad Hawaii flagship, those three words should give you uh, the page directly. Uh, And then the um, companies we have this year are uh, Buddy AI, um artificial intelligence uh, company, eKids uh dot EU, uh, Lingua, immerse me, which is a VR sort of application for word languages, and Singly, uh, which is a little bit like uh, EDG for uh, EEG sorry for, for language development. It's kind of an interesting product. Um, and we have four really great uh, judges um, so we hope that uh, this is going to be a, a great event I'm for sure and I've heard that the 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 host this year is also awesome
0: yeah I I, I heard about that too but I don't know about the awesome <laughs> part <laughs> hey, hey Julio much mahalo for joining us uh, and I'll put that up on our show notes for for uh, later on tonight the, the links and everything and uh, people can check this out on February 20th, uh, and it's a, it's going to be a great event. And of course, we'll take a short break, and when we return, we'll be joined by Tony Marie K- uh, Kawi and Jill Takuda. We'll talk about we'll talk about Compu Girls and Cyber Hawaii. This is Bite Marks Cafe.
2: Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors Shamanad University and Hastings and & Pleadwell, a communication company.
0: Welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe. Now I'm super happy to welcome Tony Marie Kawif. She's a STEM ambassador for CompuGirls Girls Hawaii and Jill Takuda, and she is with Cyber Hawaii, and of course, we're going to be talking about getting girls interested in STEM and and cyber through Girls. Welcome both of you to Bite Mark's Cafe.
2: Aloha, thank you.
0: And of course, it's uh, it's great to have you on the show virtually. I, I'd rather have you guys in the studio, but you know, we we just um, are are doing our our part to socially distance. But uh, it's uh, it's great to have you guys both on and. And, and maybe I'll start a little bit with, uh, with Jill because, you know, Jill, I, we've, we've had you on before talking about uh, some of the Cyber Hawaii programs and, and uh, maybe give us a, a, mm-hmm. an update as to what Cyber Hawaii is all about and, and then we'll kind of uh, ease into CompuGirls.
3: Oh, thank you, and appreciate this chance to talk about CompuGirls and the work Cyber Hawaii has been doing. Um, But as you know, Cyber Hawaii is very dedicated to trying to increase and develop and enhance our cybersecurity capacities as a state, whether it be government, utilities, and especially our small, medium-sized businesses. Um, Every part of the chain is critical, as we've seen in recent attacks, whether it be solar winds or even the Florida water supply issue. Uh, We all have to be on guard, given that so much of our digital presence, our identity, our business is now moving online. And so Cyber Hawaii has been very committed to making sure that we provide that education and be a resource. Uh, Since the start of the pandemic, a lot of people have moved online. And as such, we've also pivoted to really provide a lot of webinars and training to help people make sure that as they now live, work, and play uh, online, that they are digitally safe and cyber secure as well. And just so excited to have Tony as our lead STEM ambassador teacher on our cohort of teachers as part of our Comfy Girls Hawaii program, really making sure that especially as Hawaii leads the way uh, into these new careers going forward into the future, we want our girls to be right there front in line to be able to take those great jobs and, and live and work at home as well.
0: That's great. So uh, in terms of uh, the, I know cyber Hawaii is part of a larger uh, cyber um, kind of uh uh, I don't know what the national the national organization mm-hmm. is called, but Cyber USA, Cyber USA. Oh well, that kind of that kind of makes sense, and so and as well as Compu Girls. I mean, that's a national program as well. So, did Compu Girls sort of get formed out of uh, Cyber USA?
3: No, actually, it didn't. It's completely different. But I do believe that because of Cyber Hawaii's involvement with um, as an affiliate with Cyber USA, we've also been an active participant and partner with the Cyber Readiness Institute, you know, working with a number of different governmental and industry organizations. uh, We were approached uh, by Arizona State University to partner on this DOD STEM grant to really make sure that girls in, of color in particular, from populations that are traditionally not represented in a lot of the STEM fields, that we make sure that they have the training and the mentorship to be able to seize these opportunities as they become available. So not part of CyberUSA, but many of the different partners involved in all of them are also linked in with uh, the Girls program.
0: Okay. No, that's great. That's great. And and um, I, I know Tony's uh, dog is telling me to uh, kind of get Tony into the conversation <laughs> And so, Tony, <laughs> uh, how did you how did you get hooked up with uh, Cyber Hawaii, and and uh, what is a, what is a STEM ambassador?
2: Well, I um, I am fortunate that I've been um, working with STEMWorks, who one of the key people um, who helped Cyber Hawaii get Cyber girl, um, Compy Girls Hawaii off the ground. Um, knew of me, and so she asked if I would be interested in getting involved with Comfy Girls Hawaii. Um, and originally I was going to be involved as a mentor teacher, but now I'm um, involved as the STEM ambassador. And so, as part of the STEM ambassador program, what I have the privilege of doing is working with a small cohort of teachers around the country um, who also are involved with various parts of um, cybersecurity and, um, more importantly, the DOD STEM um, network. Mm-hmm. And, and as part of that, I get to speak of, of, of what we're doing with Girls Hawaii and the work that I'm doing with uh, ASU and the uh, Center for Gender Equity in Science and Technology uh, with Girls Hawaii and share that with nationwide through the STEM Ambassador Program.
0: Oh that's 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 great and and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Stemworks because I I figure as a STEM ambassador you must have some connection with the uh, the folks over at Stemworks and I've I've had them on the show uh you know, many times and uh they're based uh based out of Maui right but they basically have kind of a statewide uh presence they have an annual yeah, I think they, they have do. an annual Stemworks conference uh, every year
2: Correct. Yeah, they do. They do have a presence statewide, uh, primarily because they have uh, great connections within the public um, education system. So they do a lot of work with a number of schools as who are designated as STEM work schools.
0: So, so, Tony, tell me how uh, in terms of uh, developing this program, I mean, how have you started to get some of the, the schools involved or who are who are part of your kind of, you know, this cohort that you mentioned?
2: One of the things that we've done was basically to recruit teachers who are willing to teach the Compute Girls Hawaii curriculum and who have already an established relationship with schools. So we are fortunate enough that of the five teachers, mentor teachers who are participating with Compute Girls Hawaii, the four of them come directly from um, Hawaii DOE schools. And so it's through... Their network system, the people and the students that they work with themselves, uh, that we're able to recruit girls to join us for this spring
0: camp. I see, I see. So, uh, and and Jill, I mean, what what part of this are you are you involved in from a uh, uh, from the Cyber Hawaii standpoint?
3: Yeah, no, well, it's definitely a team effort when it comes to you know. Getting cyber Girl, uh Compu girls, up off the ground and, and rolling. So all of us, um, you know, at Cyber Hawaii as well as the University of Hawaii, you know, we have Jody Ito mm-hmm. and Manda Tong um, as part of our team as well. Um, it's been all hands on deck to try to recruit and reach out to students to participate in the program. So definitely STEMWorks has been a great partner. The Girl Scouts of Hawaii have been great partners and so many others um, because our goal is really to have a a great diversity of, of participants uh, Tony, I believe, right, we're over 50 girls already, and um, we're taking applications uh, in for participants up until Friday. So we're still looking for more girls to join on. But what really warmed our heart, even looking at the last fall cohort, was um, you've got public school students, you've got private school students, public charter school, homeschool, right, a real diversity of of backgrounds, um, you know, across the state, we even had Youth Challenge participating last year as well. And so, you know, it's really about opening those doors and getting people to recognize that no matter what field they're looking at going into or considering um, going into, our digital selves and presence being cyber aware, secure. Um, that's going to be a part of everything we do going forward. And we want to make sure that people have that basic knowledge and that our girls especially are, are ready to uh, take this knowledge and run with it. So, you know, a lot of what we do is making sure that uh, girls statewide uh, know about the program, are excited about these opportunities, uh, and have every opportunity to sign up and be involved.
0: That's that's great. And, and, and Tony, so maybe uh, describe a little bit about the the, the program that would be uh, I guess for for the students, the fifty the fifty uh, students that are going to be getting involved. I mean, what 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 is the program that they would now partake in?
2: Sure. So one of the things that we focus on, obviously, is cybersecurity, like Jill has been talking about um, extensively. And so in this spring program, we are going to be focusing on cryptography. Um, and students, the girls will be able to have opportunities to learn what cryptography cryptography is. They're going to learn how things are encrypted from a computer standpoint and then what can happen in terms of decrypting that same data. Um, they're going to learn about ciphers um, in cybersecurity and how cipher keys are used to reveal the encrypted data, um, as well as we're going to be introducing them to uh, hardware called, like microbits, And so they're going to be using microbits to be able to program their own password generator um, as one of the final projects that they'll be working on uh, in Teams. Uh, So they'll individually each be given a microbit um, processor that they're going to learn how to use, specifically to use, um, to create that password generator. But then they'll have that for them to take away and be able to explore on their own and be able to use um, it to expand their knowledge of IT and computer science on their own as they wish.
0: So, so Tony, is this uh, uh, the program? Is it pretty much constitute a, a series of, of weeks and events, or uh, is it part of a, I guess, an extracurricular activity?
2: It is an extracurricular activity is how I would um, categorize it, because it is The the girls do have to volunteer and be willing to come and join us. We meet every Saturday, starting next week, Saturday on the 20th, for two hours. And it'll be a nine-week program. Uh, They will have a break um, sort of in the middle when the DOE has spring break. But our program goes from February 20th till April 24th. And on each of these weeks, they'll be learning something new that – will tie back to cybersecurity. So they'll get an introduction to cybersecurity and then an introduction and uh, go a little bit more in-depth into uh, cryptography and ciphers. And then they'll end with doing a little bit of programming, so learning some programming and how programming is involved in cybersecurity.
0: You know, I kind of want to get into the the, the, uh, maybe the psychology of how you – uh, go about uh, interesting interest, um, getting the interest of girls, especially in high school, in the topics that that you just described. I mean, I I find it fascinating, but you know, I'm I'm kind of geeky by nature, and and uh, <laughs> girls might not be you know sort of in that mode of thinking, you know, when in in high school. Maybe maybe I'm totally wrong, and and that's why I kind of want to hear it from both you, Jill, and and Tony. You know, what is it that that would uh, perhaps uh, attract? you know, high school girls into this, uh, this field. So we're going to hold that thought. We'll be right back after this short break to continue our conversation with Tony Marie Kaui, STEM, amb- STEM Ambassador for Compu Girls Hawaii, and, of course, Jill Takuda from Cyber Hawaii. And we're talking about getting diversity in the STEM field. This is Bite Marks Cafe.
2: Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors, Bavarian Motor Experts, and Hawaii Naturopathic Retreat Center.
0: Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum, and if you're just joining us, we're talking to Tony Marie Kaui, STEM Ambassador for CompuGirls Hawaii and Jill Takuda from Cyber Hawaii. And right before the break, we're talking about you know the program that uh Compute girls is is putting forth and it's something that's gonna start on on uh february twentieth go all the way to april twenty fourth and and you know i think it's a it's a great opportunity and i think uh uh you have fifty girls already signed up you're looking for more but what i'm kind of curious um maybe we'll start with jill i mean what does it take a lot of convincing i mean uh, especially, if, especially if you're trying to build this sort of diversity uh, with girls into this field, uh, how much convincing do you have to have to get them interested in in things like you know crypto and hardware and cipher? Uh, you know, when when you know, I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm just old-fashioned, but I'm thinking maybe you know, how do you pull them <laughs> away from their TikTok?
3: You know, that's every parent's dilemma, right? How do we pull them away from the, the tech that we, we want them not to focus so much on, but other things? Um, but, you know, you'd be surprised. I think because this generation is so versed with things like social media and TikTok, um, they've grown up on computers, right? It's, it's not scary for them. There's already innate, innate interest you know, with them to to learn more and understand more. And when you start to put out there as well, um, the chance for them to see what they could be, and that's a big component part of CompuGirls, is having, you know, cyber wahine leaders come on and talk about their experiences, traditional or non-traditional, to get into IT and STEM and cybersecurity. They start to realize the real potential that it has, not just now, but in the long term. And, you know, Ro, shout out to to Kawi and our team of teachers for being really innovative and constantly building as we now move to the spring cohort. They're using um, something called gather.town, which I still need to learn a little bit better. But, you know, we all been on Zooms. It's kind of boring after a while, right? But really taking it up a notch and having a virtual space where our students are actually going to be interacting more with one another in kind of a simulated little Uh, video environment, like a 2D map, I think that's, you know, fascinating for most students to know that one, they're going to get that social interaction that so many have been craving and missing during this pandemic times, but two, also being able to do so in a very different environment from, I think, traditionally what we're seeing in learning, um, you know, with Zooms or or different kind of meetup um, platforms. So it is about always taking up a notch, being innovative, piquing that interest that's already there, but especially for me, helping them to see what we, they really can be and knowing that there's no boundaries if we give them this foundation of knowledge and experience. So um, it's been exciting to see the numbers grow, and we're just looking forward um, to having a great cohort this spring.
0: No, that's great. That's great, Jill. And, and Tony, so in terms of uh, you've been working in the STEM arena and, and uh, of course, you know, STEM, science, technology, engineering, math, uh, what is your experience in in getting girls interested in in uh, this particular topic, especially around the uh, sort of cyber arena?
2: Well, I, you know, I think that Jill definitely hit it on the head, right? It, it it's about being able to show them that cybersecurity is something that is viable to them, and it's about being able to show them that it's useful um, and relevant, uh, you know, relevant to what they're needing to do because. I think it's right. You know, we we have right now all of our um, young people, our teenagers, they're so engaged in social media. But they also are very aware of family members, they themselves maybe who have been hacked, and really being able to draw on those personal experiences and talk to them about how even just an exploration into cybersecurity um, is important because what we're going to eventually be – teaching them how to do is how to basically protect themselves and protect their community and protect their families. So being able to draw on those personal experiences and help them understand that this type of curriculum and the things that we're going to be able to um, teach them and uh, engage them in is what's going to help them protect not just themselves, but also their family and their community and really thinking about that aspect excuse me, that, you know, Hawaii is really known for, right? Like, really, um, we're so family-oriented here in Hawaii and we're so community-oriented here in Hawaii that it's about really making those connections and building those relationships with them uh, around those two very important concepts um, for many of our girls here in um, Hawaii. You And, And really helping them understand that that's kind of how they can... Really take away from cybersecurity and the things that we'll be doing with Campy Girls Hawaii.
0: No, and you bring up a great point because when you think about it, uh, as much as I think the accelerated use of of these applications uh, is is very appealing to to young folks, you know, the girls are probably the ones that get get uh, bullied or picked on or are targeted uh, the most, and if they are able to gain some uh, a real understanding of the the in- intricacies of of cybersecurity and doing sort of forensic work on the on the web i mean they could actually turn the turn the cards around you know and and be more prepared and actually help their friends and family be more prepared for that kind of uh, online harassment that oftentimes happens with girls
2: absolutely and that that is what we're you know one of the concepts and one of the uh content areas that we want to Really, kind of express, right? Like helping each other. Like, how can we, as a community, help each other to improve our own lives and improve the lives of those people around us? Um, so it's it's about all you know. It is the big picture is about being able to in, increase the number of girls in computer science in cybersecurity uh, because they are so underrepresented. But it really is about doing it in a way that they're comfortable with, they're familiar with, and is relevant to them. And so, really bringing in that community aspect, that family aspect into the curriculum is important. So, focusing on how culturally uh, relevant we are here in Hawaii and how culture plays a big role in the way that um, all, many of our students learn and operate within their own families.
0: So, Tony, you know, we we just got about a minute left, and. Uh, you, you're saying every Wednesday. I mean, every Saturday, people are are getting together. Are they getting together at one place, or are they getting together in in multiple locations, or is this all uh, uh, virtual?
2: It is all virtual. So we will be gathering all of these fifty girls and our five mentor teachers and the planning team virtually. So we have people coming in from Arizona. We have uh, representatives. Uh, rep- sorry, we have most of the islands being represented with kids um, and students and these girls coming from us uh, from hawaii from maui from oahu and Kauai.
0: so tony where can people sign up and join uh, uh, compu girls
2: well they can go to cyberhawaii.org forward slash compu girls and it does need that second for uh forward slash after compu girls
0: very good i'll put that up on our show notes and i it's great to have both uh, you, Tony, and, and Jill on the radio show. And, of course, we'll, we'll catch up with you guys uh, uh, in, in future shows and see how the program fared uh, uh, as, it, uh, as it progresses. Tony-Marie Kawi, she's a STEM ambassador for Girls Hawaii, and Jill Takuda from Cyber Hawaii. And I want to thank you both for joining us today. And, of course, thank you for listening to Bite Barks Cafe. Join us next week we'll get some of the uh, we'll talk to some of the finalists from the Hawaii Venture Capital Association Entrepreneur Awards. And of course, if you miss any part of this in, this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to email me at bitemarks at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm at BiteMarks. Our engineer is David Chung. You can catch us on HPR1 every Wednesday or anytime via the HPRF, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. You stay safe, you stay awesome, and we'll see you next week on another edition of Bike Marks Cafe.